You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 34. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset, tools, and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go! Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Do you ever think like this or something similar? I'll be happy when I have a partner. I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. Or I'll be happy when I've finally found the love of my life. Then I can relax and start enjoying life for real. If you tell yourself that you have a problem, if you are unhappy as a single, there's a high chance that you will be unhappy in a couple as well. Maybe not straight away, but when it's no longer big news to yourself, when daily life is back. I will be happy when never works. Creating a happy single life is the best thing you can do for yourself, period. And it's the best thing you can do for your future love life. For attracting a man, not just any man, but a man who is emotionally healthy and mature and who is also capable of creating a happy life. And it's not only to attract him, but also stay with him in a healthy and balanced place inside the relationship. But let me just make it clear before you start beating yourself up for not being happy. You are not supposed to be happy 100% of the time. It's not normal for a human being to be happy all of the time. So if you think you're supposed to be happy all of the time, then that thought in itself is probably creating a lot of unhappiness for you. But if you believe that the reason you are not happy is that something or someone is missing in your life, then you are on the wrong track. And if you believe that your life won't be complete before you find the man of your dreams, then you might have to wait for a long time before he shows up. Because nobody really wants to save another person from being incomplete or from being single. In this episode, I'll share with you why it's a good decision to work on your happiness as a single woman and I'll give you my six best tips for a happy life. So let's look at the reasons why it's a good idea to cultivate happiness as a single woman. First of all, it just feels better to know that it's largely within your control. You are not depending on others to make you feel a certain way. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy others' company or experience that your level of happiness is higher when you spend time with people you like. It just means that you are aware that you are the one who has the remote control to your happiness and you don't depend on anyone else for you to feel good. The second reason is that it makes you more attractive to the right man. I mean, who are we kidding here? You are always attractive, but you want to be that to the right man. Like attracts like, so if you want to attract a man who is emotionally mature and who knows how to take responsibility for his life, who doesn't feel or act like a victim, Someone who himself is fully aware that he is responsible for his own happiness. Then you got a vibe in that same frequency. Can you imagine a healthy, masculine, emotionally available man wanting to pursue a woman who feels miserable because she's single and who is not able to enjoy life before she finds a partner? Or try to imagine that you were to meet a man who wasn't really that happy in himself 
and who you overheard say to a friend that he just can't be happy before he meets the right woman and that his life just sucks and everyone else who's in relationships have better life than him. Would you find that attractive? Then what if he said that now he finally thinks he met someone who can help him out of his misery? In other words, you. What would that feel like? You would probably run away as fast as you can, right? Nobody wants to be responsible for their partner's happiness. It's too heavy and it also comes across as very needy and graspy. The third reason to create a happy single life is that if you don't like your single life, you will be more willing to compromise and settle for a partner who isn't right for you. Because you want to get out of your single life as fast as possible. And then, of course, you are still not happy. It's just a different kind of unhappiness. But what is really the anatomy of happiness? How does it function and how can you be responsible for your own happiness? Well, happiness is created by your mind. Your feelings are the result of your thoughts. And being emotionally responsible means that you are aware of your possibility to work on your thoughts to change how you feel. That you understand that the power lies in you and how you choose to think. In the world of coaching, we have a concept that we call emotional childhood. And that is when we believe that it's something outside ourselves that is fully responsible for our happiness. That could be a partner or a job or money or something else. It's the belief that we depend on circumstances and in some cases we are victim of circumstances. That it's in someone else's power to decide how we are going to feel. And that happiness can't be achieved without someone outside us creating it for us. And this is of course not true. Happiness can be cultivated by the way we think. You don't even have to change anything in your life. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't want to change anything or that you can't strive for something. You can be happy and still want to achieve something new. You can be a happy single and still want to find a partner. Just know that you can also be happy without. And then there's the question of not being happy all of the time. As I said in the beginning, this is not the goal. In fact, this idea or Obsession, I would call it, that we have to feel happy all of the time. This is probably one of the biggest sources of suffering for humans. Forcing yourself to be happy all of the time means pushing away negative feelings that are part of the human experience. It's when we numb our feelings with shopping, eating, drinking, Facebooking, and so on. Or when we refuse to feel sad and in the end we don't even feel connected to ourselves anymore because we no longer dare to feel what's going on in us. This also blocks us from feeling the true happiness. Living the full human experience means allowing yourself to experience all the negative emotions as well as the positive. Allow the negative emotions, feel them, and then get curious about why you feel them, and from there, decide if you want to reframe your thinking to change how you feel. Sometimes you might not want to do that. Sometimes the thoughts that make you feel negative emotions are very much aligned with your values and who you are and you don't want to try to change that. For instance, if you're grieving when losing a loved one or if you feel anger when someone you love gets hurt or you are disappointed when someone breaks your trust. And other times you just want to acknowledge that you have this feeling and understand why and then decide to change your thinking because it's not serving you. 
For instance, if you feel self-pity after yet another bad date, or if you feel unlovable or insecure when someone rejects you. Here you want to just open up to allowing the feeling, sit with it for a moment, and then challenge yourself to find other ways of thinking so that you help yourself out of the suffering. Allowing negative emotions and not being so scared of feeling like shit sometimes, that's actually part of living a more happy life. It will make you more happy when you are more relaxed about negative emotions. They're no longer taking so much power away from you. And if you want to know more about emotions and how to manage them, you can also check out episode 16 on being emotionally available to yourself. So how do you cultivate a happy single life? Here I'm going to give you my six steps to happiness and these are my personal advice based on what I have read about happiness research and my coach education and my experience as a coach and of course all my life experience as a 53 year old woman. And when it comes to happiness it's actually quite interesting because research has shown that we all have a certain set point for our happiness. It's like a default level of happiness that is more or less predetermined by our genetic makeup and programming from childhood and so on. And if we experience a spike in happiness for some reason, we tend to come back to that default level or that set point after a certain time. And a certain proportion of our happiness is determined by this set point and then the rest is something we can work on. The problem is just that all the things we typically think will make us happy They tend to only work on the short term. For instance, if someone wins the lottery, they get a big boost in happiness and they feel immensely happy for a while. And then it starts to fade out again. And typically one year later, they will be at approximately the same level of happiness as they were before they won the lottery. External circumstances, winning the lottery, getting a promotion or finding the perfect partner If we don't change anything inside us, then this tends to only shift our happiness up for a certain amount of time, and then we go back to a set point again. A lot of research has been done into how we can shift our set point, how can we create more sustainable happiness. And there's one thing that always pops out in all the studies as the one activity you can do and that will change your happiness set point on the longer term. And that is my number one advice for you. It's having a gratitude practice. Now, what does that even mean? Having a gratitude practice, it means that you notice what you appreciate here and now in the present moment. And it also means that you communicate it when you appreciate someone and feel grateful for someone in your life. It's not enough to just write it in your journal. You also have to communicate it. Noticing three things you feel grateful for every day and writing it in your journal is actually something that has been shown scientifically to work. It's not just the act of appreciating the three things, it's the process of finding them. It is scanning through your day to find the things that made you feel grateful within the last 24 hours. That is a part of the exercise that helps you focus on what you appreciate in your life. And the same can be said with expressing gratitude. If you were to express your gratitude to one new person every day, you also would start to scan your environment to find the people you feel grateful for and the reasons why, and that in itself is a good exercise. So write down three things every day and express your gratitude to one new person. My second advice for you is very much related to that, except it's a more general mindset shift. 
Practice shifting your focus into an abundant mindset. Focus on what is present in your life instead of what is lacking. This could be friendships, family, good colleagues and activities that light you up, passions, hobbies and so on. Remind yourself of this every time your brain starts to feed you with thoughts about how sad it is that you don't have a partner and that your life is not as happy as you would have wanted it to be. My third advice is to prioritize spending time with the people in your life that you like and that you feel connected with. And if you don't have that many people that you feel connected with in your life, you want to work on developing your friendship or making new friends. You want to make sure to have some people in your life that you can feel connected with and that you can share your thoughts with. And also that you can do all the things that you want to do with going to a concert or doing sports or hiking or taking art classes or going to museums or whatever you like. This not only makes you feel more happy, it also puts less pressure on your future relationship. Number four advice is do the things that you love doing, both in your daily life, but also if you have a big dream that you want to make reality. You want to go traveling somewhere or you want to buy a new house. Don't postpone this because you tell yourself you want to wait until you have a partner. Do it now. This could be exactly what you need to get yourself into that energy of being a woman who knows how to enjoy life and that will attract a good man to you. My advice number five is something that's important not only for your happiness but also for your growth as a human being. Try new things. Get yourself out of the comfort zone. Learn something new. Surprise yourself. This expands your horizon and it builds your confidence as well. Then the sixth and final advice is accepting the discomfort that's part of human life instead of resisting it. As I said before, when you don't panic over negative emotions but decide to let them in and give them a seat next to you without giving them control. Like if you let them have the passenger seat but you're still the driver of the car, then your relationship with negative emotions will change. They will have less power over you And that in itself will also increase your feeling of happiness. So I hope this was helpful and that you now understand whether you are single or not, looking for a partner or not, that you are responsible for creating a happy life and it is totally doable. You don't need to change anything outside yourself. It's all about shifting your focus and your mindset. And all of this is of course also valid for you when you meet someone and you are in a relationship You still need to work on your internal happiness. This is not your partner's job. And why not choose to appreciate what he does and says? Because that is part of your gratitude practice. And as a bonus, it will also make your partner feel good. So this is all that I had for you today. And if you like this podcast, there's a good chance that you would like working with me as well. So if you're a single woman and you feel that your love life is not what you would have wanted it to be by now, then why don't you book a free call with me on the link in the show notes. Then you get to chat with me for 45 minutes and tell me what you're struggling with and I'll share with you how I see your path to finding love and how I can help you get there. Thank you for listening today and have a beautiful week everyone. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. 
And also, don't forget to subscribe. And I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And then you also help other women find it. 